Welcome back to another episode of the Effort of Everything podcast. I'm your host, Jason Klepa, and on today's episode, Gabe, MDV, and I discuss a subject that I think is really important, which is how to keep your training and your workouts fun, something that's always going to be on my mind, which is consistency. We want to be doing this for a really long time, and making workouts fun is a great way to keep us doing this for the rest of our lives. So how should you work out? What type of scores should you be keeping, if at all? What is your why for training? Creating a fun environment and, of course, mindsets and switching up your training are some topics that we discussed today. I always love getting on the mic with Gabe at MDV, and today's episode is excellent. I hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoyed having it. Now, before we get into it, I want to talk to you guys about Merrick Health. We've talked about Merrick multiple times, but if you haven't checked them out, it's a blood work that myself, my wife, our entire crew is utilizing. Make sure to utilize code EOE for 10% off and use the link in the podcast for the exact same panel that the crew and I have been talking about now for weeks. Merrick Health, their service has been top, top notch. We love working with them. We hope to continue working with them. And if you haven't checked out Merrick Health and you're looking to get your blood work done, make sure to do it. Now, let's dive in a great episode about how to keep training fun. Let's go. All right, here we are with Gabe and MDV to discuss, I think, a really important topic, a really important conversation about how to keep training fun. You know, the other day on Coffee Klepa, I talked about this idea of putting money in your uh, fitness bank or piggy bank. And really that was stemmed from a conversation I was having with my daughter about, you know, she was in the garage with me and she was really trying to go hard. And I was like, dude, you don't have to go super, super hard for a day or a week. You have to go moderately hard or, or be consistent and do that for all the years of your life. And I think what's important about fitness is that we're not looking at this thing as like a, you know, get rich quick scheme. We're looking at this as trying to be as fit as possible for as long as possible on this really distant horizon. And I think a really big piece of that is keeping your training fun. If we're looking at training or workouts as like a job and we're we're not looking forward to it at all, we're dreading it. How can we keep training fun? I think is a cool topic. So I want to discuss it with you guys because ultimately I think that's what leads to overall long-term success. And every day is going to be a little bit different. Maybe we could discuss our strategies on how to keep training fun because I know it's evolved for me over the years. So let's dive right into it. Appreciate it. And uh, I think it's a great topic. I love this conversation. I think it's super important and super relevant. And I think it's one of the things that makes us at NC Fit really, really unique and how we think about fitness. And our goal at NC Fit is to live freely and fully outside of the gym, to have the things that we do in the gym support our lives outside of the gym. Yes. Do we want to get some great performance in the gym? Do we want to have good times and have great workouts and see our numbers go up? Of course. But the more important thing for us is that the fitness and the work that you're putting in within the walls of the gym, you're having fun there, of course, but having fun outside of the gym and having that stuff add to what you do outside of the gym and that being the primary goal. And I think one of the things that allows us to keep fitness really fun, allows us to keep fitness really, really light and easy and and I'm not saying that you're not working hard, but this idea that you don't have to be wrapped around the axle about your scores, that your scores, yes, can matter to you, but no, shouldn't matter so much, in my opinion, that you start either dreading uh, workouts or you start fearing workouts or you start just agonizing over whether or not one or two reps or your comparison game between you and somebody else in the gym, and it starts to become all-consuming. 
And I know that I fell into that trap many, many years ago, and it wasn't as fun for me. And honestly, I, I was never a huge tracker, but I haven't tracked a score on a workout, and I can't even remember when. So that's a big part of the fun equation for me. You know, I think that one thing to consider that I don't think we talk a lot about, and you know, I, I listened to a podcast recently that has it really top of mind for me, is people's training age and how long, and that refers to how long they've been doing this type of training. And the reason I bring that up is because the the kind of devil's advocate argument to what you just said, MDV, about you know not being super fixated on scores is that you know, for some people, it's very motivating, right, to see the numbers go up and up and up. And I think that that's where this idea of training age comes into consideration, because when people just get started, and we've all seen this as coaches, you know, them keeping track of their workouts is a great motivator, going to your point, Jason, of like instilling um, uh, consistency, because they're constantly seeing improvement, right? They're like, man, two weeks ago, I couldn't put X weight on my back and squat it once. Now I'm going to doing it for five. And it's that kind of motivation that really builds momentum for people in the beginning. But I think that as you've done this type of training for years and years and years, you know, that improvement gets very, very difficult to attain. And that's where I think that people, it becomes a stressor more than anything, right? Because you've been training super hard for three months. Then you finally have a testing day. And just because you had a bad day or missed a little bit of sleep, you're like 10 seconds slower or you fall, you know, 10 pounds below your PR. And all of a sudden you're like questioning if all this hard work is worth it. So I think that it's, it's important to consider how long you've been training before you decide like, all right, how am I going to approach keeping track of all my scores and my weight, so on and so forth. You know, I think this topic is obviously, I think it's really interesting. I, I want to just touch base on a few things. So one, I was talking to Rob Wolf the other day and he was discussing this theory that like, for some of us, including me, it's like, you know, you'll never be as strong as what you were. And part of that kind of messes with your head a little bit. Like if your max deadlift was using me as an example, like in the five, high 500s, I know I can't pull the high 500s right now. And so if I try and if I try and hold myself to that standard, I'm always just going to be in a frustrated position because it's an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation of where I'm at in my life. And so I think setting realistic expectations as your training evolves over the years and as you grow, I think it's important. It's like for me, I have certain baselines that I think about that I want to just be able to maintain. So for example, you know, a 405 deadlift, I want to maintain for as long as possible. I don't, I don't care to go much heavier than that, but those are resetting my target goals has been helpful for me in keeping training fun. And not trying to utilize, and I, I might be a little bit of an outlier just because I trained so much for so long, but not trying to hold myself to previous personal bests, but thinking about what is a personal best based on my lifestyle to allow me to, to MDV's point, live freely and fully outside the gym. That's something I'm thinking about. Another thing I think about is what helps me keep training fun. And actually this morning is a good example. I woke up, I was a little bit beat up. Um, I actually slept on the floor. And so my back was a little bit hurting. Sometimes I sleep on the floor and I was like, man, I don't really feel like training. But what helps me is I go into the gym and I just start warming up. So another thing that helps me with keeping training fun, and this is just a word of advice for anybody, is I don't really evaluate how I feel until after my body's warm. So I'll go in there, I'll feel groggy, I'll feel kind of beat up. I'll just kind of start warming up on the bike, low key, nothing crazy. 
And then after about five, 10 minutes, it, my body will start to kind of like wake up. My endorphins will start to flow. I'll start feeling better. And that's where I'll determine the training for that day. If after a few minutes of warming up, I still feel pretty bad, I'll just kind of switch, switch gears, give myself like this freedom to get in some range of motion, get in maybe some long, slow distance training and get out. And I think that's an important part of training is that every day can be a little bit different and recognizing that you got to kind of have these ebbs and flows of your training to keep it fun and be okay with not getting after it like crazy every single day, every day. You know what I mean? It, I think it's important that I've recognized. Yeah, that's, that's definitely something that I also um, have found in my own fitness. And, and I, I agree with generally, and I, I differ um, from Gabe just a little bit in terms of like, I don't think it's absolutely necessary for nearly anyone to really log or consider any scores at any time. Can you? Yes. Will it give you some information? Yes. I, I think like a general awareness and kind of um, maybe like a period of acclimating to a, a program is very, very important and getting an understanding of who you are and where you're at currently and what those numbers mean to you and having an understanding of what's on the bar. Yes. But I, I, I don't know whether or not like you have to at any point really meticulously write down scores of workouts or track them really meticulously. And that's just my opinion. I, I, I bet some other people would, would differ. But I think that there's also a little bit of like maybe like fitness. I don't want to, want to say sickness, but I think in, in the, the functional training CrossFit community, I think that there's a lot of things like almost like neuroses that sometimes evolves in terms of like people agonizing over scores and numbers or the feeling that if you, if you didn't go, go into the gym and work your hardest, that you didn't get a good workout. Like, and I, and I certainly suffered from that at, at different times where like, if I went out and I talked to somebody else about this, if I went out and did something very physical outside and I was maybe hiking or doing yard labor or whatever, let's say it just didn't involve anything that was in the gym. I would feel like I still had to go and work my ass off in the gym to make sure that I got my uh, work in for that day. And I don't necessarily think that that's really a healthy way to look at it. I don't think that every workout has to be absolute max intensity. I don't think that every day you have to be in the gym. I don't think every workout you have to write down and remember. I do think that there's probably a balance or a dichotomy with all of these things. But for me, what keeps training fun is realizing that like I'm doing this to better myself as a human being and, and you know, promote healthy, uh, a healthy lifestyle and, you know, get the benefits of longevity due to increased bone density and muscle mass and those kinds of things. I'm, I'm not doing it just to put a score on the board that's faster than the person next to me. That's, that's what keeps it fun for me. I don't think that it's, so I don't think it's necessary, even for people that are just getting started, but I do think that it's an incredibly helpful thing for people that start because, you know, it's, it's hard for people to see the results that they ultimately want in a week, in True. two weeks, in three weeks. So I think that it is something that really keeps motivation high to where, hey, I, I still look the same looking in the mirror after two weeks and, you know, saying someone that just started the gym. But the fact that I could do this workout just two weeks later in like two minutes faster, like this thing is working. Mm -hmm. And that I, I feel like with a lot of beginners really helps them to come in with enough consistency to where 
two, three months in, they do see the bigger goals um, and don't end up falling off just because they think, well, this isn't working because three weeks later, nothing looks different. It's a good point. It's a very good point. Well, one of the things I did want to touch base on, I think uh, both of you have already touched base on it, or at least uh, MDV did, and I think Gabe would agree, is just having a why for why you're training in the first place. And I think that um, something that would help anybody listening, gym owners, athletes, anybody, you know, you got to know why you're training. And I think having a realistic expectation thing is important. So if you're trying to go to the CrossFit Games, you have realistic expectations. You're probably going to throttle it more often. The person says, hey, I'm trying to, you know, increase bone density, all these blood markers. I mean, there's so many benefits to fitness. Of course, we know them. But there could be this double-edged sword um, where if you if you try and go too deep and every single day you actually feel bad about yourself if you don't throttle three workouts that day, that's not healthy either. And so I think looking at what is my why? Why am I training? And then reflecting on that, well, if the why for training is to keep up with your kids, as an example, and you're getting mad at yourself for not doing two or three workouts a day, but yet that day you got in a morning ruck, you did whatever. I mean, that's unfortunate because you're still in alignment with your core why and your your vision of your fitness for the future. I think that's important to note is like giving yourself some, um, and I'm, I'm kind of almost speaking to myself, if you guys could tell, is giving yourself some like grace that like you don't have to crush it every day if your goals and expectations are to live freely and fully outside the gym. Now, I'd be saying something different if your targeted goals is to be the fittest person on earth, then of course you're you need to put in the training volume and the work to be able to accomplish those goals. So I think everyone to keep training fun needs to reflect on what is their why for training in the first place, because you're not, not everybody's gonna be fired up every day to get after it, but reflecting on the why I think will help you stay motivated and consistent and put money in the fitness bank over time. I think that people also don't realize that and MBV alluded to this before that what, what we need to thrive is movement every day. And I think that sometimes people get really caught up in the fact that it has to be a workout and it has to be a tough workout. Otherwise, I'm not checking off that box. And yes, there's more ideal types of exercise than others. But, you know, one thing, and I, I, I mentioned this in the last podcast and it makes sense to bring it up here. You know, I've always to your point, Jason, had to have like something that I'm very specifically trying to accomplish with my training. It's just what keeps me motivated. And sometimes when I get into try to do the whole, well, I just have to work out longevity, health, so on and so forth. I tend to just kind of go through the motions and not feel like I'm, I'm, I'm really putting in the type of work that I know I should be putting in. And that no longer for me means that I have to go in and kill myself every day. I've definitely gone through that phase of my fitness journey and it wasn't great. Definitely served a purpose then, but, but looking back on it, it wasn't the best approach to fitness. But you know, now I know that because I'm so active, because obviously for those that don't know, I, you know, me and my wife started a small farm and every day just requires a baseline of physical activity just because of the things we need to get done. Like we have to carry around feed for the animals. We have to go get the cows. We have to milk the cows. There's a lot that is involved in the morning and the afternoon that just needs to get done. So what I've started to do, and I've been training like this, I think, I think this is like week six, is really three days a week only that I actually like, those are training days. And those days, I'm in the gym for 90 minutes, 
they're pretty long and intense sessions where I'm doing mostly strength and hypertrophy pieces, both from NCX and NC Flex to like get a jam packed, like 90 minute session that has me feeling like I did really good work, but I only do that three times a week. And the other days I know I'm getting movement. And now that I have the sauna, that's super nice too. Cause I'll, I'll get in there for 20 minutes and that'll kind of be my, you know, stressor for the day. Um, but it's been nice to have just three dedicated training days. It frees up the other four days of the week significantly, but I'm working hard enough and I'm focusing enough on those days that I feel like I'm really taking steps towards my goal now, which is very specifically hypertrophy. You know, I've, I've always been what people refer to as hard gainers. I'm not the biggest guy and it's always been tough for me to actually put muscle on. And after the EOE 40 challenge, actually, that we did in the beginning of the year, um, where I saw some really favorable body composition changes, you know, I was looking at those pictures and I was like, wow, like, I wonder how much muscle I can actually put on and then maybe try and lean out again and see an even more significant body composition change to be both lean, but not skinny, which is something that I've, I've considered myself at least in the past coming from like a very big endurance background, but have a lot more muscle and be that lean. That's kind of specifically what I'm trying to get done this year. And that's where I'm at now at getting that done three days of like really tough training, which also aligns with, you know, if your goals are specifically hypertrophy, a lot of people, I think, trip themselves up to where they're actually doing too much, right? Like they're doing hypertrophy training, but they're also doing like a CrossFit workout. They're working out six times a week. And then it becomes very difficult to be in a caloric, not, um, not deficit, but the opposite. I'm, I'm, I'm missing surplus. the word, but caloric surplus, which is what is required for you to actually put muscle on. Um, so anyway, long story short, working out three times a week right now, freeing up a lot of time on the other days and really focusing on seeing how much muscle mass I could put on in, in what I'm outlining as a 12 week period. And I'm right around halfway. That's very cool. I like that a lot. I think it's really hard. And you know, I, I, from what Gabe just talked about and from my own personal experience, it's really hard to balance a strength and conditioning program with other things that you might want to do or might participate in. It's hard to strike that balance because I think that there is some of this leftover, um, like I alluded to before, leftover little neuroses that if you're not training five to six days a week, that you're not getting the benefits of the program. But I had to learn this lesson um, a little bit the hard way in terms of uh, training too much in the gym and then also going to jujitsu multiple times per week and training very hard there and then not feeling, feeling fatigued, feeling like I wasn't recovered, feeling like I was too beat up. And I'm older now, I'm, you know, 38 years old. So I'm not like a spring chicken. I'm not 26 or, or younger, you know, being able to tear through walls like that nonstop. But like, Balancing those two things took a little bit more uh, manipulating than I thought. I, I've reduced my in-gym training to three or four times a week, and my sessions are about you know an hour or so. Um, and my, my sessions are mostly the NC Flex uh, workouts with some additional conditioning because I want to make sure I'm keeping my cardiovascular system, my aerobic training up. And then I'm going to jujitsu three times a week. So there are a couple of days in there where I'm doing both, but I am taking two, at least two full rest days a week, and I'm not tripping. I'm not trying not to trip about not being in the gym 
five, six times a week hammering myself. It wasn't sustainable for me anymore. It's hard. It's hard. Very you hard. know, one of the things I definitely want to touch base on is being in the gym. So um, I wrote a note here, creating a fun environment. And so for me, I'll share what I do. And then you guys, uh, you know, in the Bay Area, we have brick and mortar gyms. So I regularly take class. I, on a regular basis, I'm in our gyms taking classes. I think it's important, but I also enjoy it. And I find that my training intensity is night and day in a training environment like that than at home. Maybe not night and day, but better. And I could actually have more fun in that environment because when I go into the class, I feel like I'm picking up on other people's energy. And so that's been very helpful for me. So a recommendation for anybody listening who, who has a why of why they want to train, they want to get after it in the gym, maybe they want to dedicate themselves to three days a week. If you're finding that you're losing motivation at home and it's difficult to inspire yourself, that's natural. It is. It's, it's difficult. Um, a option, not the only option, a option is to uh, find a local gym, preferably an NC Fit, um, where you could come in and what we could do is foster that for you. You know, at NC Fit, it's really important, right? We have professional coaches who are really motivated on making sure you have a great time, getting a great workout and learn something new. But as number one to that is having a great time. Because we know that if you're having a great time, you're going to be consistent and consistency matters. Like we're talking about, about keeping it fun. So that's a long winded way of saying that if you're finding that your training is, is becoming stale, maybe you need to switch up the environment that you're doing it in. And a option, at least a few times a week could be to go find a group of people to go do it with you. Or if you're training in your garage, find other people to come do it with you. It'll hold you accountable. It'll make it more fun. That's a great layer that I'd like to share with all of you on this uh, episode. Hell yeah. I, I agree 100% with that. I, I think in terms of keeping training fun, I don't think, I mean, I don't look forward to every single workout that I do. There are some days when I fucking dread going into the gym. Even on a day when I'm really well rested, I might dread going in there. But I think at some level, at some level, you have to fall in love with some part of the process whether that's you fall in love with the actual just like getting in there and the, the discipline of, of making sure that you go in there and you get your work done, whether you fall in love with the community-based environment or the people who you're going to show up for or the coach that you're going to show up for, or you fall in love with you know the, the long-term result that you're going to get. You just fall in love with just chipping away at this like you know masterpiece that you're trying trying to put together based on your goals. At some level, you have to really fall in love with the process because it, it is difficult. It's really hard. It's hard to put yourself through these types of hard is relative because it's not this is not like, you know, you're a Marine deployed to, a, you know, a foreign front or something like that. And uh, or you're not like a, a mother who's expecting to give birth. Like, let's let's be real. Fitness is hard because we're putting ourselves through physical exertion and mentally it's tough, but it's not the toughest thing out there. I just want to make that, make sure that that's clear. <laughs> but in terms of like, um, you know, getting the gumption to go in there, you do have to sometimes push through some demons or, you know, that little bird in your head or that person in your head saying that like, Hey, you know, what might be really nice right now, sitting down on the couch and, you know, enjoying just some quiet time while you munch on some dominoes. Like, everybody deals with that stuff and you gotta, you gotta learn how to break through that every once in a while. Yes. You should feed into that and say, you know what? I'm not feeling it today. I have to check, check myself a little bit. I needed a little additional rest, but a lot of times you have to kind of break through some of the stuff that's holding you back in order to go and get your, your workout in. Yeah. I mean, 
it's one of those things, and I, I'm sure you guys can relate to this, that like that's just like never been an, an issue for me. Like it's just, if anything, going a, a week without fitness would be hard. Like that would be really hard for me to like, hey, you're going to do no exercise for a week. Like that would drive me nuts and up the wall. Now, having said that, I recognize that that, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate to feel that way because of, you know, just I've swam all my life and it's just been a big piece of who I am. And I know that that isn't the case for a lot of people. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I don't have too much to share in terms of like, you know, what's going to get me over there. If anything, I think it's taken me a long time and it's been a struggle to get to the point where I am now, where I'm, I'm good with just doing it three times a, a week. Um, I think that in the past, you know, it's been six to seven and that hasn't been healthy and actually been detrimental to some things that I've, I've tried to accomplish. But, you know, in terms of like keeping it fun and actually getting in there, the one thing that I can relate to is sometimes I'll, I'll have a plan that like, Hey, this is what I want to get done today. And you're there and I'm doing it. And like, man, you get towards the end and you're like, oh, I could really just skip this part or like, you know, this, I don't really have to do like that. I can completely relate to like, yes, I'm going to go to the gym and get something done. But sometimes, you know, that third piece that I really plan to do from NC flex is looking pretty daunting after the first two pieces and I don't want to do it. Um, and that's where, you know, I, I completely agree with you, MBB. I think you just have to like, you know, figure out why it is that you're there and, and dig deep a little bit and you're not always going to be motivated. There's going to be some days where you're just dragging and you got to kind of really dig deep and, and, and find a little bit of discipline to get done. And that's where, honestly, it's been a little helpful for me in that respect to commit to just three training days because I know that, hey, I'm not going to be back here tomorrow. Like, this is the day I dedicated to this. Like, I, I can no longer or I feel like I can no longer afford the luxury of like, you know, skipping a piece here, skipping a piece there, which I admittedly was doing a lot more when I felt like I just had to go to the gym every day. I want to just touch base on a couple of things. Um, I love this conversation. I think that two, two notes that I just want to make is diversity in your training. Um, we could discuss that. And then also um, reminding yourself of how you feel when you're done. I think that's important. You know, I look at my wife, my children, and I, I think about, you know, the rewards that they feel when they've accomplished something in the gym um, or even myself, right? When I get into the gym and I feel like I, I, maybe I was a little groggy, whatever, but I went in there, I got it done. One of the things that helps me keep training fun is reminding myself of what it feels like when I'm done. In particular, the cold plunge is a great example of that. I don't think there's anybody who loves getting into the cold plunge. Maybe there is, maybe it's Gabe, but I do remind myself of how do I feel when I get out of it? I feel so good. I feel euphoric that is the motivation to kind of get in there and go and get it done and put in that hard work. It's kind of like, you know, yard work at the house, which I'm not saying I do a lot of compared to Gabe and whatever. But if you have like a task at home and you've been dreading doing it and then you do it, you feel so good after like, damn, man, I think it was bothering me, but I got it done. So that's something I remind myself of on a regular basis is that feeling of euphoria and, and momentum after you accomplish your training goals for that day. And speaking of training goals, I, I think that, you know, this morning I did um, split squats and um, some other things. And, and and normally those aren't like a huge um, uh, kind of staple of my training, but I've been trying to diversify based on a lot of motivation that MDV is putting out with NC Flex. I also think that we've been um, having some really phenomenal programming through NCX that is different than your normal traditional like strength conditioning, just some additional variety, which I like also because it carries over into jiu-jitsu, which is another diversity uh uh, another switch up to my training. So what I wanted to highlight was a way that I keep my training fun 
is that instead of focusing on thrusters and pull-ups all the time, you know, I've evolved to switching up to different movements, which keep it fun, right? Whether that's a high box jump or jujitsu or cycling or outdoor activities, those are type of things that if I look at my training day, I say, okay, in seven days, I, I'm a little bit different than the guys here. I typically train, um, I particularly do something every single day. On Sundays, I normally go for a long ruck, so that would be that. I typically uh, do jiu-jitsu and strength conditioning pretty much every day. I probably need to tone that back a little bit because sometimes I, my body does feel beat up to MDV's point. Um, but as I look at my training week, I say, okay, I'm going to be doing this, this, this. But I try and switch it up, right? So I'm not just doing thrusters and pull-ups or your traditional strength conditioning on a regular basis. The jiu-jitsu gives me a lot of mental um, – I get mental gains from that and also looking at more bodybuilding components where I'm connecting my brain with the body and saying, hey, what muscle group am I trying to engage here? Instead of trying to do more work in less time, I'm trying to be more focused on aesthetics. And I think that diversity, that switching it up has been helpful for me to stay motivated and get in there every single day because it's something different. Yeah, I, lo I love talk. Oh, sorry, Gabe. I, I love ahead, talking about this where you're we're able to open up the conversation about different mindsets for training, different training modalities. And I think that there's an awesome diversity of programs at that we offer at NC Fit that, you know, really probably don't exist too many other places in the space that we play in. You know, we have an awesome GPP program, which is general physical preparedness. So if you really wanted to test yourself against this humongous amount of variables, you could do that with NC Metcon. NCX is a fantastic opportunity for you to get really good at the core strength and conditioning modalities that we believe are like super primary that most people need to experience most of the time to develop a really strong base of fitness. And then we have NC Flex, which is a more aesthetic based program, but that mind muscle connection that Jason talked about, I think that it's something that gets missed in the, the functional training slash CrossFit conversation a lot is this idea that you're connecting your brain to the actual muscle systems or the particular muscle groups that are moving the objects that sometimes takes a back seat to the intensity, the speed of the movements that you're doing. Right. And, uh, you know, I I'll never bounce a barbell on a deadlift ever again in my life. Like it makes no fucking sense to me thinking about, you know, how much momentum you're throwing into the ball. Jason, Jason will. Hell yeah, I, will. <laughs> I know Jason will. <laughs> but this is one of the things that like, I kind of look at even like, um, it's like too, it's intensity taken too far, you know, you know, to, to the point in which, you know, we're trying to cheat the movement to accomplish the, the work, right? Like if the goal of this workout is to do these deadlifts and you want to do them fast, but you still want to get the impact of the workout on your body. Like, wouldn't you want to still move the entire load, the entire range of motion without having the momentum of the slam into the ground involved? Anyway, that's a whole nother discussion. I did want to make we'll do one a podcast quick... on s s slamming at soon, but go ahead. The ball. Sorry. I do want to make one quick point about like um, what Jason was talking about earlier with, uh, you know, his wife, his kids and himself. And I think that this applies to both Gabe and I as well as like, this is uh, fitness and getting your workouts in is like low level adversity. It's like micro adversity every, every day. And it doesn't have to be every day, but every time you step into the gym, you're, you're kind of combating whether or not it's the, the, the idea that I don't want to be here right now. If that's the thing that you have to combat and you have to get over that to be in the gym, get your workout in, that's a little micro adversity thing that you can check off your list. Maybe it's pushing yourself a little bit harder in your workout. 
That's a little micro adversity there. Maybe it's, you know, being consistent over the long term. That's micro adversity there. And you're developing this more resilient character and being able to face harder shit. Because let's be honest, like the workout that you don't want to do or the the place that you don't want to push yourself or the last set or the last reps that you kind of uh, conveniently forget to do, like those things will make you a little bit more resilient to handle the really, really hard shit that comes at you in life. I'm not saying that it will prepare you for everything that happens and every emotional, uh, like really hard uh, situation that you might be in physically, emotionally, socially, but it definitely makes you a little bit more well-prepared for that. You know, I, I love that you brought up the the mind-body connection because this is something that I quickly talked to Jason about the the episode that you weren't on MDV. Um, in we that missed Huberman, you, by the way, MDV. We missed you. In I that, missed you guys too. In that Huberman lab um, episode that came out with Andy Galpin, they were talking about, you know, some, some pretty well-founded research that has found that, you know, especially for hypertrophy training, but also for strength and speed training, actually just thinking about the stimulus that you're trying to create with the movement has shown to amplify the benefits of the movement. And what I mean by that is like, for example, if you're doing bicep curls to actually like look at your bicep and think about that muscle contracting and to think about like holding tension on the eccentric, as opposed to just going through the movements, even if you're doing the same load, or at the same speed, like all those variables together, but literally looking at it and thinking about the muscle doing the work has shown to then increase the hypertrophy benefits of doing it. Because at the end of the day, like a lot of the movement is neurological and you're able to control a lot of that by literally looking at it and focusing on it. Um, and I think that that was really interesting, especially in light of what you were just talking about now, because you know, for a long time, you know, training for me was just get the work done, get the work done fast. And your intensity is, is kind of dictated by not only how fast you do it, but the weight that you're using. Whereas now, like it very much, you know, what I'm more focused on how it feels and full range of motion and the pump and the effort that I feel I put in afterwards than the actual weight that I'm, I'm, I'm lifting and moving. Um, and all research tend to shows that the former is much more important when you're trying to actually make muscles grow than the latter. Yeah, that's really interesting. I know we touched base on that last time. I And I feel a shift in my training for sure, but I still love going to the gym, getting after it. I'll bounce the deadlift every, you know, here and there. Um, ghost ride the bike. I'll ghost ride the bike. Dude, all <laughs> I'm trying to do is accumulate <laughs> calories on the bike and calories on burpees, and it's all good at the same time. Um, but I, I, I really... Um, Anyways, I like those points that we're discussing right there. Um, you know, Gabe, you got the sauna. Um, you got the sauna hooked up, by the way, huh? You finally all got hooked it all up, up, man. All hooked up. It's amazing. Yes. I love it. So now that you had the hot and cold, um, I'm just out of curiosity. Like, how long are you in the sauna now? Are you in there 20 minutes? Yeah. So I'll do. Um, this weekend, I did a, a long session where I did 15 minutes in the sauna three minutes in the cold, 20 minutes in the sauna, three minutes in the cold, 20 minutes in the sauna, and then three minutes in the cold. So it was like over an hour and I was just going back and forth, hydrating throughout. Um, and that was great. That was, that was I, I remember doing that. Um, last time I did that was at, we were joined at Lifetime Fitness when we first came to Texas and it was during the freeze and they had an outdoor pool that was like 
30 degrees-ish water and a sauna. And we, we used to do that. And again, doing that on the weekend when I have plenty of time and not doing any workout aside from that. And that feels good, man. When you're done with that, you literally feel, you feel wiped like you did a workout, but at the same time, you just feel so fresh and that like nothing hurts. You almost feel like light and everything feels good, but you're like ready for a nap, you know? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you on that. What's the temp that you have the sauna at uh, during that? Um, like right around 200. It actually gets pretty that's I, hot, I took, dude. That's hot. That's a lot of time to be in a 200 degree sauna. When it started, it wasn't quite at 200. And I don't know how accurate the little dial thermometer is that's up there. Because I know you guys had said that 200 is pretty hot. And especially coming out of the cold, like it doesn't really get tough until like the last five minutes there. The first five minutes, it's like the best feeling ever. You like feel just cozy after getting out from the cold. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, it, other days, Jay, to answer your question, like on days that I just get in during the week, I usually go in for 15 minutes and then do three minutes in the cold plunge. And then I'll go back in just to warm up for like five minutes and then that's it. Yeah, definitely a commitment there that I've noticed. I think for me, the, the cold plunge is a little bit easier actually for me to commit to than the sauna, just because of time-wise, right? Mm -hmm. Like time-wise, five minutes in and out, whereas the sauna, you have to kind of dedicate a little bit more time, but it's neither here nor there. Um, in regards to just keeping training fun, just to, I just want to make sure, I mean, this is a really important subject. And I think that we touch base on a lot of different things, right? finding out why you're doing it in the first place, switching up your training, recognizing all these different things, I think is key. Um, before we kind of move on or before, before we kind of end this conversation, anything else that you guys use as like almost like hacks? So obviously I think music becomes a piece of this, right? I know MDV likes some fallout boy and what whatever he likes, right? Um, any other hacks that you guys come up with to keep training fun in mind? I mean, obviously I, I think, I think Fit Radio, by the way, um, we are not paid by Fit Radio. I just think Fit Radio is a hell of a job producing these cool mixes that I could throw on there. And so shout out to Fit Radio. Um, but what do you guys do? Any other hacks to think about to keep training fun aside from music? Well, I mean, I, I love the music. You guys will get a kick out of this, but I've been like exclusively listening to Cleaning Kit and Espanol on Spotify. Dude, what an amazing playlist. I love Spanish. Cleaning music. Kit? That's literally what it's called, cleaning kit and espanol. Cause it's like, <laughs> so like a really stereotypical thing. Is oh that my like God. You put on Spanish music, like while you like clean on Sundays. My mom did it all the time. Like I would wake up to my mom like blasting salsa at like 9 a.m. because it was cleaning day. And you spent the whole day like leaving the house spotless. So just a funny playlist Love I stumbled that. on the other day and it's actually amazing. Cleaning but, kit uh, and I think espanol. Pretty unique to the fact that I love Spanish music and working out to Spanish music. You know, I think um, in terms of hacks, um, music is a great one. Uh, I think Jason also gave a hack about like, you know, you might not you might not feel like you want to do your the bulk of your training before you get into the gym, but maybe like, hey, warm up a little bit, see how you feel after that. You know, there's going to be stuff I think in your training protocol that everybody really, really likes and some stuff that they don't really like. But if you don't like your training protocol overall, if you're not enjoying the stuff that you're doing on a daily basis, and this is like not just a, a couple of days that are a little bit funky and you're like, oh, those really like were weakness movements for me or things that I don't really enjoy. I'll just make a note. Maybe next time that comes up, I'll sub that out. But if you're finding that every single day, you're like, oh, I don't like this. 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 
maybe you should look at the training program that you're doing and figure out a training program that works better for you, that you do somewhat enjoy a little bit more. I think that that's really important as well. The other thing is like, I, I do think that we we have to develop a little bit of discipline in terms of like learning to enjoy fitness and, you know, getting past this idea that fitness is a punishment or that like finish fitness is something that like you have to quote unquote do. I think you have to do it because of the long-term health benefits. I get that. But like, we also get to do this stuff. You, like if you're lucky enough that you have time to go into the gym and work out, you're in a lot of ways, you're pretty darn lucky. I know that I'm very fortunate for that. And sometimes you have to develop a taste for this stuff, similar to how you might have to develop a taste for like coffee. Not everybody starts off drinking black coffee right away. You know, maybe you start off drinking your coffee a little light and sweet. And then maybe you think about, uh, I'm only going to put a little bit of milk in it. Then over time, you're like, oh, I really enjoy the taste of coffee and all the different flavors and aromas from it. And I'm, I drink it black now. And I think that fitness can be like that too. Like, you know, sometimes you got to start small. You got to start with something that's like real easy for you or real fun for you. And then maybe over time, you're developing a little bit more of like that taste for things. And as you go on, you learn to even like the stuff that you don't like sometimes. So Dude, that was a great, my that was a great analogy, MDV. You could the do only the same one I got. No, seriously, that was a really good analogy. I mean, you could do the same thing with like beer, right? You start off with Coors Light in high school or college. And then you start evolving into IPAs and hazy IPAs, but oh, you know, you acquire God. this taste and you adjust. Not but as no, good of an analogy. Not, not, not as good. Not as good. Close. Not as good. Let's stick to the coffee. No, the coffee analogy, I think MDV wins the award for for best soundbite, right? Because that, that is a really good um uh that's a great analogy, MDV. I love that. Um, <laughs> I can't yeah. wait to hear it on Coffee Kalipa next week. Coffee oh, dude, I'm, I'm going to steal hundred percent. Hey, <laughs> hey, so listen, on Coffee with Kalipa this week, right? Fitness is like a cup of coffee. It starts off with a bunch of cream in it and sugar, and then over time. But finding a program you enjoy is really, really important if you're dreading every single day. Um, speaking of programs you can enjoy, um, you know, Gabe, MDV, myself, we always follow the NC Fit app. Right. So if you're an athlete, if you're in the garage, if you're in the gym, make sure you check out the NC Fit app. We're constantly making uh, you know, updates and evolution to it to improve the experience. It's on the app store right now on, on iOS. And then if you're a gym owner, if you're a coach, we have a we have some new updates coming there in the future. But for now, the NC Fit Collective is the world's best session plans and programming. So if you want to keep training fun for your members, which is obviously what we're talking about today, is utilize our programs, right? We specialize in running gyms that keep the programs fun. You could do the exact same ones within the walls of your gym as well. So whether you're an athlete at, at home or you're in the gym, we got you guys covered through the NC Fit Collective or the NC Fit app. Um, guys, any kind of closing remarks on that? I just think the coffee analogy was awesome, MDV. Thanks for that, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave the mic drop moment there. That will be my, uh, my comment for the day. Yeah, I, I think that was a good one. Um, no final thoughts here. Just hope people check out the NC Fit app. You know, I, I mentioned this last time and it's it's true. I'm really enjoying my training now. Um, and I hope other people are as well. Love it. Well, guys, keep getting after your day. For everybody who's listening, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to leave us a rating or review anywhere you find this podcast. Keep getting after it in the gym. Get after it outside the gym and keep your training fun. Have a great day.